This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. everybody i'm big lovin and this is don dallas nooch welcome to the escape pod episode 62 star wars sequel spectacular yeah clickety clang bitch eventually uh what's up buddy how you doing oh you know me i've been off work this week uh buried up to my nipples in work so <laughs> buried up to, you've been off work but buried up to your nipples in work off work buried up to my nipples in work fantastic Yep. Been going to the gym still. Um, feeling really good about that. Um, I'm still portly. But I'm feeling swole. I'm portly, it's, but I'm feeling so swole. Um, believe it or not, I you know, in about three weeks, I'm starting to really start starting to see some of the lifting gains. Nice. Except for uh, my poor abs. I think I fucking tore something. <laughs> <laughs> like today when I got to the gym, I was supposed to do um this deal where i lay down on the floor my buddy's a personal trainer right, like right, i right. said so he's got me set up i'm supposed to do this thing where i lay down on the floor and i got to do leg lifts where i got to bring them up 90 degrees and then put them back down slowly i bet you i made it about 12 degrees before my abs said fuck you <laughs> i'm gonna kill you son of a bitch so i definitely um uh hurt myself this past weekend because i i i had done um, crunches two days in a row and the second day i tried to up the weight and i was i it was i was wrong <laughs> you should not have changed weights i was wrong and i apologized to my own abdomen i'm sorry i'm sorry buddy i'm so sorry <laughs> so there's that um but other than that uh life is pretty life uh it's very busy yes. um michael graduated high school on friday yes um graduation isn't until the 15th Damn. But he's done with high school. He's he's a high school graduate. Right. Uh, I did it. Woohoo! Hey, mine graduated Friday too. Yes. Fantastical. I have fantastic. I have no more children in school. <laughs> I have four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All my children are grown ups now. Well, can I come over and hang out? <laughs> you, you can. Thank you, you definitely can. Um oh. And now I get to turn Michael's room into a VR room. Nice. I'm, I'm not going to do that. Oh, the omnidirectional running pad? Yes. Love it. Love um, it. Actually, I was... Please do that. I will never leave. I was at the comic book shop today talking to Tim about VR. And I was like, you know, I'm finally at the age and there's a spare bedroom. I could probably uh, turn that into a VR room. But first, I'd need the money. <laughs> yeah, well, true, true. You know, the first, first we get the khakis, then we get the girls, then we get the money. Wait, yes. No, no we get the like money that. and then we get the girls. Then you get the khakis. It's all fucked up. Khakis first. Khakis, yes, you have to have the khakis or nothing else. And then you get the money. Then you get the money. Then you get, then the, you girls. get the girls. There it is. I don't know when I get the VR, though. You don't. 
Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and all your favorite podcasting apps like iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, and Audible. Oh, and Google Play. And Google Play. Uh, check out the Red 5 Network for all kinds of excellent podcasts like Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast, who most recently was talking Indiana Jones. Weren't you on that? I was not on no, that. No, that was something else you were a part of. Last night, I was on the Red 5 Live. Red which 5 Live. We Red talked Fox. about uh, quite a bit of Star Wars stuff uh, last night. Go go uh, YouTube.com, uh, Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. You should be able to find the Red, Red 5 Red. Lives. Nice. Sweet. Um, and also a Star Wars journey with Ashley and Brandy, who are just finishing up their Clone Wars Season 7. That's fantastic. I'm glad they're finishing up the Clone Wars Season 7. You almost said Clown Wars. Because <laughs> somebody put it on the fucking prompter. I'm surprised you didn't say it. Uh, yes, follow Ashley and Brandy. Their Star Wars journey. It's fantastic. Yeah. I just finished up their last episode this week. And no clowns, I promise. No, no clowns. If you're listening to this as an audio podcast, please consider joining us live on Wednesday nights on YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash ATSW Escape Pod. All one word. Mm-hmm. Please join us at patreon.com, search ATSW, the escape pod, and the search creator bar to support our show and get in on the exclusive escape crate. Please visit our store on tpublic.com, search the escape pod, and make sure that you scroll down and look at all the random goodies like phone cases, pillows, and tote bags, and additional sweet t-shirts and hoodies. Uh, We're going to get into our shout-outs. First and foremost, always got to give a shout-out to the Sidebar Cantina. That is the mothership. That is David Jason. That is the New Jersey Delphians. That is also what used to be from a Gen X point of view or the All Things Star Wars podcast. And my friend here who's got the teleprompter can't seem to fucking fix it in the notes. Nope. So you need to fucking handle that. I'll do it right now. (laughs) Next, you need to... No. Because you... Oh! Next, you need to check out Use and Abuse with Kim and Scott. Just followed their last episode. I wish I understood NASCAR as much as they do. They're in the NASCAR and Formula One, and they were so passionate and vocal, and there was cursing, and I fucking loved every minute of it. It was fantastic. But I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. I didn't, but the passion was there. It was good. It's true. Next, check out our man uh, Big Swede for Big Swede's Excellent Adventure and Tactical Swede and Swede Reacts on YouTube and Something 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 Swede and... I'm sweet and I'm doing a garage into a studio. I don't know yet. It could be. Dot com. Could be. Uh, Swede's got khakis as well. Swede has the khakis. Swede does have the khakis. Well, if you can do the work that he does, you have to have the khakis. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you should pay attention to what the fuck's going on. I'm fixing the notes so you, you don't. You should be doing that during the fucking live. I don't want to get yelled at anymore. These people are so sad for me. I'll just be quiet and wait so you can change the next page and let us know what the fuck's going on. I'm editing you out. No, you're not. Get your shit together. (laughs) Gosh. Terrible person. Uh, Patreon shout out. Scott and Kim Rasmussen, Todd Lovin, Jen and Jess Bolt, Big Swede, Lunar Girl, Dragon Buddy, Richie the King Arm Rooster, Ronald Man Johnson, Backyard Tardis, Eric Dub Williams, Philly Dave Martin, and as always, Nostalgia Inc. sponsoring the Escape Crate. Hell yeah. Which, we got the cup done. Ooh, brought it we in did. the studio today. It's yep. been put in the Escape Crate box, what is over in the corner. So That'll probably go out tomorrow. Tomorrow. So you should be getting that uh, Luna Girl and Dragon Buddy. So, nice. fantastic. Excellent. My man is losing his fucking mind. Yeah. Um, 
now, as far as, like I said, the escape crate will probably go out tomorrow. Um, last week, Lunar, Bu- or Lunar, Lunar buddy. buddy, Lunar Buddy, wow, Dragon Buddy won the um, Star Wars Insider magazine. So that's going out in the escape crate. Oh, nice. Um, and maybe that was two weeks ago now. Backyard Tardis. Won. Backyard Tardis won. He his went out, and Scott Rasmussen won last week's. Oh, nice insider. Sweet. So that's gonna go out to Scott. Um, a lot of winners right this there. week. Winner, a lot of winners. Winner, winner. Chicken, chicken dinner. dinner. Yeah. It's movie time. <laughs> movie time. <laughs> It's movie time. Yeah, movie time. It is movie time. Let's do it. Let me put this beer down right here because it's empty. And that's what you do. Let's let everybody know that uh, Henry Cavill to star in Highlander reboot. Where are you at on Highlander? My dad used to watch the shit out of it. Yeah, I don't think I paid attention. I know there's a magical sword, and you got to decapitate people. The first Highlander movie I like, um, and then after that, not so much. Um, they're fine, but the first one is good, and then the subsequent Highlander movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's it's not, I don't know if it's going to be a movie I go see in the theater unless when it comes out we're like yeah let's let's mm-hmm. do that but i guess i gotta see i gotta see something i gotta see a preview or something let me right know right but i mean cool i see henry cavill doing the damn thing mm-hmm. um, i'm not a, a anti henry cavill as an actor and everything i think he's good i, I like what he's uh presented thus far i enjoy him as superman so did you did you watch witcher yeah Season two is coming. Um, so I want to do a review show before okay. season two starts of um, Witcher. How many episodes is it? Ah, it's not much, maybe eight. Okay. Um, hour, yeah, 20 minutes. yeah, but they're fucking good. Okay. I'll be the judge of that. Um, you will be the judge of that. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that because we this is movie news, but it's not movie news. I just watched Jupiter's Legacy mm-hmm. and that was fantastical. Yep. You said it was a little slow. I 100% agree with that, but it was still captivating and kept me watching the fucking show, even though I was like kind of slow, wish there was a little bit more action, but this is still rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, it goes this direction, goes that direction, goes all kinds of screwy, weird. What the? Settle down. Don't panic. I had to panic. The Dude, fucking screen went out. Man. Where's your towel? Don't panic. Raise your towel. Where is your towel? Why the fuck do I need a towel? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. What the fuck? Dude, do you know how long it's been? 42 is about all I know from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's all I need to know. Don't panic and get your towel. I'm sorry. I left my towel at home. So anyway, like I I told you last week, don't you think that the story would have been better served to get all of the stuff in the past out of the way in like the first three episodes? Yes, but I also, I still enjoyed the way they presented it. I think it was fine the way they presented it, except for I think that there's probably they could have probably cut out one whole episode if they 
you know, just in the time that they would have saved by telling the story as a linear possible because they spent an awful lot of time. It wasn't that, you know, they were like, Hey, this happened in this, uh, this time frame, and it correlates to this happening in the future. But when they bring it up again, uh, something else in the next episode, there's some background shit that gets you back into the past, but they yeah. could have done away with if they would have just moved through it. Right. I, I mean, Making it bingeable, I still would have watched it. It still was great. I mean, if you'd have done that, that'd have been cool. But I don't have a big problem with the way it was presented. Yeah. And I, I don't think it works if it, you do a weekly show. No, if it's a weekly show, you're gonna lose. People are gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Right. By the end of the first two episodes, people just jump. They would have checked the fuck out. Yep. Yeah. I was in it to win it though. Yeah. Well, once old boy gets his face punched in, you're like, "Oh, it's gonna be that kind of." And there was never another moment that was that fucking cool no there really wasn't one yeah that yep yep they really kind of buried the lead i don't know who whisper is but welcome whisper welcome to the show and i would really like it if this up upload background disappeared it's really fucking making me crazy oh, oh it's it gone went. i fucking killed it yes i slayed the dragon Woo-hoo. In a reversal, Dune will be a theatrical only release. It will not release on HBO Max. Remember, we talked about that last week. Oh, yeah, that's right. So there must have been enough backlash from the studio that made it and the fans that they were like, eh, okay, maybe you're right. We'll see how long that lasts. How many weeks does that last before it's on fucking HBO Max? Holy shit. Josh is in the chat again. Holy the balls. fuck have you been? Yeah, where have you been, dude? I started to think that you didn't like us anymore. Yeah, I know. You were like bragging to Richie that you're like, I watch their show all the fucking time. And then like, nah, no, you don't. Richie doesn't watch the show anymore because he'd rather hang out with his friends and play Euchre. Euchre. I think he's playing cricket. Same difference. Yeah, pretty much. Different entirely, but same, same difference. difference. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> Uh, Mandalorian cast celebrates as Dave Filoni is now executive creative director of Lucasfilm. Right. Now, granted, he still works under Kathleen Kennedy. So know. she's a fucking producer, dude. Right. And it, without, I, I, I understand and I don't understand all the fucking hate Kathleen Kennedy gets. She's a fucking producer. And if you look at some of the movies she's fucking produced, you would shut your fucking mouth. Well, you know, this is Sorry, got a little, got a little edgy there. Because I just, I don't understand all the hate she gets. Because without her, guess what? You don't have the Mandalorian either because he's a fucking producer for that show. Here's the thing. Sorry, I said it. An executive producer like that for a big company like that um, is kind of like the president of the United States. They get um, credit for shit they didn't do. And then they get hate for shit they didn't do. Exactly. I know, it so, just frustrates me, dude. I, well, one, you know I'm not a negative person. I don't like all the fucking drama with all that bullshit. Right. It just fucking annoys me. Well, you know, it's like, if you really drill down to it, it, it's like you take a traffic cop that's standing at the stoplight going like this, you know, um, and then you hold him accountable because the guy in the Datsun three cars back spilled his coffee on his interior. Like, 
the cop didn't do that. Right. That's Kathleen Kennedy. She's just directing traffic. Right. She's not responsible for the little minutia bullshit that happened in The Last Jedi. She just didn't do that. Right. She probably wasn't even uh, purviewed to what the little story details were in the, you know, anyway. Exactly. Exactly. It's not what the fuck she does here. I know. It just, we got off tangent. It was a little tangent, and I just, I'm sorry, but Swiftfield. But anyway, <sighs> Dave Filoni will have uh, more control over shit that we love, yes. which is a good thing. That is a great thing. So we figured we'd bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did. For those that were excited to see the Cruella movie on Disney, I'm intrigued. I, I would intrigued. like to see it. But I'm not giving you 30 bucks. But I am not paying Disney Plus $30 to watch it at home. If I'm going to spend $30, me and my wife are going to get in the fucking car. We're going to drive. You're going to be able to get popcorn and a drink. Yeah, we're going to drive to the fucking movies. We're going to get popcorn, a drink. I'm going to listen to her yell at me about something I did in traffic. And we're going to fucking watch a movie. Yeah. Seriously, though, Kathleen Kennedy, go look at all the fucking movies she's been an executive producer for. Mm-hmm. And then people can shut the fuck up. Well, they won't. They won't do it because they're not going to be like, no, somebody has to put it in my lap before I go look it up. The internet will Sorry. never shut up. No. Have I you don't. ever been on Twitter? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, there's actually like just saying, have you seen Twitter is enough of a joke in and of itself. It's true. It's true. That everybody understands it. I was reading Jen's comment. What did she say? She said, yeah, but sometimes Kennedy tells that guy that he needs to buy the coffee even if he didn't want it. She sent at least 50 bothins out to get coffee. None of them came back. (laughs) Not a single (laughs) fucking one came back. Oh, shit. Power up. I'm bad. Fuck yeah. Fucking video games. This is um this is one of my favorite segments of the show. Um even though sometimes we're talking about shit I don't give a fuck about. I I have learned that I am not and I've said this before, I'm just not the video game person I used to be, dude. I've gotten older, I'm just like I only have time for a few games and that's what it is. Right. Right. So like a lot of these it's like I wish I, I really wish I could get into them but it's just like I don't have the fucking time to go fucking buy the game, right. let alone play it. Facebook user says, hi, Brady. Well, hello there, Facebook user. I have no idea. who he's, the, the, Okay, so if you're Facebook user, um, unless you come over to YouTube, we can't see who you are. It just says Facebook user. Yes. So if you want to say, hello, Brady, this is so-and-so. I would know who you were. Mm-hmm. This but is, right now, you're just Facebook user. This is Captain Backhair. Captain Backhair. With the fluffiest of the fluffies. Um, speaking of video games that nobody has time for, I did sit down to try and play um, Cyberpunk 77, which I was incredibly excited for. I think we talked about this last week. Did I? Yeah. I just got no time for it. Nope. You said this last week. Okay. I'm bringing it back up. I don't, I ain't got no time for it, <laughs> but I have been playing, um, uh, mass effect. Yes. Uh, what technically I'm playing mass effect one right now. I adore it. 
It's fucking great. Who's Facebook user? Uh, it's Captain Backhair. Captain Backhair? Oh, it's your sister-in-law, Kristen. Oh, what's up, Chrissy? How you doing? Thanks for joining us. Yay! That's my sister-in-law. Hi. I mean, you wanted to call her Captain Backhair. How do you feel, asshole? I'm glad you don't have back hair. Uh, Unless you want back hair, then I'm really sad you don't. But she's so cool. If she had back hair, she'd stylize it. Yeah. It would be dope. I, you know, it would be, the, it would be like little braids and stuff with those little plastic hard. Yes, fucking... dude, it would be like incredible. People would be like, I have to see this. No, oh, this is great because she's a creative and awesome person. I love my sister in law. She's one of the wonderful. I know. Um, God of War Ragnarok is only going to be released on PlayStation 5. Uh, so if you are a holdout on PS4 or you Hasn't haven't been God able to get one yet, on PlayStation, though? well, it's, it's going to stay on PlayStation. But it's not going to be available on PS4. Oh, it's only okay, going to okay, be okay. I was going to say, like, wait a second. God of War isn't a PlayStation or is a PlayStation exclusive, but it won't be available on the PlayStation 4 because apparently the PlayStation 4 will not run it because it can't can't keep up. Yeah, it's, it's so awesome. It's pretty <sighs> serious. <laughs> Lunar Girl's not hungry anymore. Why Flamingo back here is the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. I don't. I don't see a problem. You just. Put the food in the mouth. Right. Yummy. Mm, delicious. Yummy. Uh, PS Plus June 2021 free games leaked include Star Wars Squadrons and Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. The uh, only way I was going to play Star Wars Squadrons was like this. Free? Free. <laughs> because yeah. everybody says it's a fantastic game on PC. Yep. But nobody says it's not on, on console. console. Right. So uh, that's actually pretty typical with uh, console versions of um, basically simulator games. They just don't translate quite so well. So I was going to skip it. But since it's going to be free, uh bet I'll download it. You might as well try it. Shit. Um, according. Is this me or you? Just go, man. Just go, man. According to two wow, separate <laughs> two separate <laughs> Brazilian retailers, the PS5 and Series X versions of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order are set to release on the 26th of June. So if you've been waiting for a next-gen version of Fallen Order... Does that not seem like way too much fucking time? Yeah. Because that game's been out... You've year and a half, yeah, and like you haven't had the systems to be like, we're gonna do this, right? That's like incredibly too long. That's another thing. If this game is not uh drastically improved in the control and shit like that well, for next gen, be. I won't play it. It's not gonna be. Did you even try? Nope, why not? Because people said that they can, so you didn't try, you just took everybody else's fucking opinion on it. Yeah, you're dumb. If if the controls are fucked up, I'll just get. You don't frustrated. know contr- they can, might be fucked up to me. It's not fucked up to you. So here's the deal. You're stupid. I have not had the opportunity to borrow it from somebody, so that I could try it. So you can buy it for cheap. That's what you've even said. The last time I saw it for cheap, it was thirty seven dollars. And I got to spend thirty seven dollars on a game. People are see. Here's the deal. If Controls are wonky and frustrating. I will jump out yeah, but so you fast. You don't know if they're wonky and frustrating until you try it. You can't sit here and say, I think it moves and operates awesome. And you're like, it doesn't work. But you like 
Grand Theft Auto. And you don't. I can't so fucking stand it. So you don't know these it. other people's opinions. You don't know their opinion for fucking Grand Theft Auto. That was, oh, dude, that was your, your excuse is weak. That was part Go of my the next segment. I'm not done. I'm yet. not. I'm done. <laughs> um, that was part of one of my big bitches with Cyberpunk '77. Jess is gonna let you borrow it. Oh fuck! I didn't know you had it. Yeah, well, he has every game imaginable. He is his own video store, <laughs> rental store. He, he is. Welcome to Jess Buster. Jess Busters, can I help you? Um, I that yeah. Popcorn's five bucks. I'll doubt. <laughs> Everything at Best Buy was it's like, like five dollars for a thing of Skittles. You're like, yeah. what the fuck? We got those. Uh, it's like a big box like this, but only these. Mm-hmm. Those cookie dough bites. Yeah, I used to fucking love those. those good. You put them up on the counter, a guy would be like three fifty. I'm like, for what? Like I can go buy a tube of cookie dough exactly. for two fifty. Exactly. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo used Amiibo to put what? Nintendo used Amiibo to put a key feature of Skyward Sword behind a paywall. Okay, so that was one of those ones I was planning on reading, and I would have had I not fucked up the order. <laughs> um, so oh basically, God, driving over to you right now. At a boy, at a boy. Um. That's service. You didn't yeah. get that with Blockbuster. You had no, to go to Netflix no, for that. Jess, Jess Buster fucking yeah. delivers. That's amazing. Jess Flix. <laughs> Jess Flix. Ooh, that sounds sexy. You, you better watch out, Jess. You're going to put out Jess, put Jess Buster out of business. Yeah, by having opening Jess Flix. You can't do that, man. <laughs> you <laughs> open a new company to put your old company out of business. That's fucked up, dude. You know how many people's lives are going to be lost with this? I'm telling you, you, are, awful. you are the Jeff Bezos of <laughs> making fucking videos. Who'd you fuck over? Myself. And I liked it. It was good. So anyway, going back to uh, Skyward Sword. Apparently, I haven't played Skyward Sword yet. Um, There's uh, uh, two different realms. One is, you know, on land and one is in the sky, right? Okay. And there's certain points where you can... Uh, access some kind of statue that allows you to transport up into the sky world. Okay. The amiibo that they're selling allows you anywhere to leave one place and go to the other, no matter where you're at on the map. So a lot of people that are, are getting ready to buy this are like, fuck you. You just made a, something that should be part of the game. Um, something I have to pay for extra and people don't, I mean, I don't understand what video game companies don't understand about yeah, this. They, don't they, they don't people don't it. like it. No. They will stop using your shit. Jess actually left. No. Couldn't be. Is he going to be on the show when he gets here? He's going to have to be on the show. We're both immunized. So he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to touch him. In all the right. Places. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you know, Newsflash to uh, uh, game manufacturers. People don't want to pay extra for shit they already bought. Yeah, it's true. And you heard it here first. Yeah. So I I can't say that with enough emphasis. People do not want to pay for shit that they already fucking bought. You put the right emphasis on the right Mm -hmm. salad. It's like going to a burger place and and you you go, well, I don't want pickle. He's just dropping it off at the door. Oh, okay. Um, I, I don't want pickle. Um, 
but I would like mayonnaise. Well, mayonnaise is 50 cents. Why? I didn't fucking get pickle. You weren't going to take anything off my sandwich. Exactly. What the fuck? Fucking Nintendo and their pickles. You would think fucking people would learn from EA. Yeah. And them fucking What the fuck? They're not picking picking up what they're putting down. No, they keep going. Well, what we have to do is we have to create something that they do want to pay for. No, you're missing the point. We don't want to pay for more. Just give us the game you want to be and then fuck off. Yeah, and then fuck off and get out of here. Go make another game. We're sick of waiting for you to make the next game because you're busy making shit for the game you already fucking made. That you obviously didn't finish making. Right. Sons of bitches. Here we go. This is this is the first Dave ran of the escape pod. <laughs> it fucking happened. This shit got real. Shit got real real. I hope Dave's listening to this going, yeah, yeah, you know what? Fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking paywalls. Oh, shit. So... Uh, PlayStation 5's compression technology drastically reduces the game file size. The console's capable of extreme file compression, which we didn't know before. Uh, For example, Subnautica, which is a new game that's come out that's kind of taken everybody by storm. PlayStation 5 takes 5 gigabytes of storage. But on the PlayStation 4, it takes 14 gigabytes. Damn. Uh, so it's a reduction of over 60%. So though your PlayStation 5 has a, uh, I believe it's 850 meg hard drive or 650 gig hard drive instead of a terabyte, your games fit on it better. So there's that. Um, I'm already going, man, I wish I had a bigger hard drive. <laughs> you can still only put about five or six games on it. That's good enough for me because... Like I said, I'm not a big, I don't buy a whole lot of games. Well, most of what I do is uh, download these free games when they're free, and then they sit there until I want to play them. But, you know, I can't really do that. So what I end up doing is I download them, and then I delete them, and then they're just in my library, so next time I can download them. Um, I just wanted to mention this. Uh, Luna Girl wanted you to know it's a super flower moon in Sagittarius and Mercury is going back into the retrograde. These are Friday. the hot Dave best Ranger. investigator reporting Thanks on the planet. Didn't mean to. Yeah, well, you fucking did. Get your shit together. Well, I'm going to do it again. Do it. These are the hot sheets. Best investigator reporting on the planet. So there's that. We don't talk about retrograde. We don't know. Well, that's that's really what fucked me up. The moon was aligned with the red yeah, but then sun. I of the retrograde in there. You're like, well, this is fucked. And it all lined up with Uranus, and I pushed the button. <laughs> Don't push the button when it's lined up to Uranus. That is the worst thing you can do. <laughs> Jesus, man. Read the hot sheets. The hot sheets want to let you know that Valve is making a portable PC similar to the Switch. This is a rumor. I have no idea why this is in the hot sheets. Because the hot sheets are rumors. Yeah, but it should have gone to video game news. And then you could have just said, rumor is. Listen, video game rumors and movie rumors both end up in the hot sheets they have since we started the show. Do not tell me to listen. How dare you tell me to listen? Your energy is on seven today. (laughs) I'm going to get to nine before the end of the show. So those of you who weren't in on it last week, uh, Brady came in here um, on a four, maybe a three. Possibly a three. It was like he had just come from a funeral 
I was not in the place, but not in a good place. You know, when the camera went on, he, you know, he was on or whatever. So what but, did I go from a three before camera, then camera? What was I on? You landed at about a five and a half, six. It was solid. I feel good about it. And I'm only do a seven. No, today? you're starting off at a seven. Yeah, buddy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you're, you're starting above your baseline. I love it. Um, but as soon as the camera was off, he was right back to a three. I was done. You know, it was the, over. the bird had landed. I did it for the people. And, and today he is exactly the opposite. He is full Brady. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. So, um, so there it is. <laughs> was I supposed to start reading the stuff in the italics? Yeah. Okay. This device known as StreamPal and previously codenamed Neptune will run Linux and could be released by the end of the year. Anybody who knows much about computers knows that you can just about make Linux do anything. Uh-huh. It is, uh, it is, it is a fucking uh, wonder tool of. It is the wonder tool. It'll it'll just do whatever the fuck. I honestly, I, the only reason more people don't use it is because it's um, hard to make secure sometimes because it does everything. Uh, Microsoft E3 2021 presser set for June 13th, which is opening day of, of E3. So is it going to be a big show or where people can come it, to it? Or It's going to be a full um, uh, traditional um, presentation. Nice. There'll be people in the, in the chairs. I don't know if there'll be a person in every chair, maybe to be every other or whatever. I don't know if it's like everybody's vaccinated or whatever. Right, right, Maybe you right. got to be vaccinated to be able to come to the show. I don't yes. fucking know. Um, but it'll be day one, which normally uh, Microsoft is either um, they're the big finale on Friday or they're um, like the kickoff on Saturday. Right, right. Um, anyway, they'll be kicking off the conference. And it's still rumored that the Bethesda show will be included in that presentation. Uh, the two ne- newly merged companies are rumored to be announcing about five AAA titles, which is Damn, huge. That's a lot of games. But like we were saying before, you know, they launched this console back in the fall with no AAA titles. Right. Right. I'm with you, man. So apparently they're going to play catch up for this conference. Well, See what happens. See how long. I mean, maybe they've had things going in production for a minute and they're pretty far. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. This is what I'm interested to find out. Do we hear the words Bethesda is now Xbox exclusive? Maybe. Because like we talked I mean, you're about. talking five titles, maybe. Like we talked about last time, though. Bethesda um, sells their shit with Nintendo and PlayStation and on PC and on Steam. I we've talked we talked about this last week. Bad business move, in my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion. So I'm I'm really interested to see how that pans Can out. Can I ask you this question then? You gonna drop you gonna go buy a Xbox? Not a chance. I'll be done with Bethesda. There you go. Not because of Bethesda. You be, well, so you're gonna be done with it? You wouldn't buy a game on 
oh, you you would have no choice but to be done with them. I get it. I don't. Yeah, I don't have. You a, would have no choice at that point to be done with them. I yep. get you. My I bad. don't have a my PC bad. that, and nor am I going to buy a PC right. that would run right. that stuff. That's stupid business, in my opinion. Yeah, stupid business. And I I guarantee you, I'm not the only one. Right. I, I, no, I. You're right. You're I would right. honestly believe that I that PlayStation's probably sixty percent of Bethesda's market. Possibly. Awesome. So there's, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) So we're not really going to talk about sports because sports is still kind of doing what sports do, except for you know what? This is worth playing the jingle for. Fuck it. And now it's time for sports talk with your hosts. Dangerous Don Juan Dominuch, beautiful Brady Lovin, here on the Escape Pod. So get this shit. Talk to me, Goose. Um, ESPN announcer, uh, sports commentator, whatever you want to call him. Can't remember what the guy's name is. Was interviewing Aaron Rodgers. Kenny Mayne, I already know the story you're going to tell. Do you? Yeah. Okay. So I guess I'll just tell everybody else who doesn't watch sports shit. Um, he's, he's talking to, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and he says, Hey, look, and look, um, last time I had you on the interview, you told me to go essentially balls deep into, um, digital currency. And, uh, now all my digital currency is down 40%. Something about my old lady just wants a new comforter comforter. and fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. Yes, that was the greatest ever. (laughs) And then he walks off stage. That was the best. Oh man. no, I forgot. And he said, "And now I don't have a job." And now, yeah, and now, and now I don't have a job. Yep. Fuck you, Aaron fuck Rogers. you, Aaron Rodgers. And he walked <laughs> off stage. So I'm I'm told that he retired. Um, yeah. And I'm assuming this whole thing was a joke. Right. I would hope so. If I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers has a big enough sense of humor. Oh, like the video, Aaron Rodgers is laughing his ass off. So I'm assuming that like everybody was in on the joke and I'm hoping it doesn't turn into like, oh, he lost his pension because he said fuck on the. No, no, I doubt it, dude. It was somebody signed it off. Yeah, but it was so fucking funny. I watched it like three times. I cracked up every time. It was I didn't watch it live. I watched it on. I think I watched it on TikTok, matter of fact. Right. And I was like, this is fantastic. But when I first read the headline, I was like, oh, dude, dude nutted up on screen on, on live TV and told Aaron Rodgers to go fuck himself. Like, what the fuck? And then I watched it and I was like, oh, everybody was having a good time. Dragon Buddy said Rodgers is good friends with him. Oh, super good. Okay. That makes me, it makes it even better. Like, like, I feel like everybody's on board then. It was good, clean fun. Just the idea that a newscaster was like, you know what? Fuck you. (laughs) And like strolled off. I'm done. Fuck you, bitches. I'm I'm out. out. I'm out. (laughs) I had, I had more fun with that than anything I've had or anything sports related in a long time. Fuck you. I'm out. out. And (laughs) camera guy, Bill, you're my guy. It was just great. It was just great. And yeah, it, yeah. it was one of those things that I I really um, am glad I got a chance to bring up because. We're getting to the next thing. We're going right to the Bad Batch, but I want to put you on the spot because I want to let these people, I want to let, let them know. audience let, know. Let them know. How authentic and real we are. 
Real enough. You hadn't watched the episode until about an hour and 45 minutes ago. Right. And you were telling me that I'm going to have to carry this next segment of the show because you hadn't watched the Bad Batch episode. Right. I didn't think it was a good idea. You agreed with me. So we watched the fucking show. And now we get to give you this spectacular review of the Bad Batch episode four titled Cornered. Definitely. Definitely. Directed by uh, Saul Ruiz and written by Christian Taylor. Uh, on our way to a proposed hiding place on planet Itaflor, the Bad Batch is forced to stop on the nearest planet, Pantora, so they can gather supplies and tech can modify their ship's signature since it now appears on the Empire's wanted list. Uh, Pantora. I don't know if this is in our Easter eggs if we're going to there. Okay, go ahead. All right, it's my turn then. <laughs> a landing bay attendant on Pantora identifies the Bad Batch and informs Fennec Shan, a mercenary who has been hired to retrieve Omega. Hunter, Echo, and Omega search for supplies while Tech and Wrecker work on the ship. Omega is approached by Shan, who leads to Hunter chasing Shan through the city. Hunter and Omega lose Shan, and after the modifications are complete, the Bad Batch depart from Pantora. Wow. That was quick. <laughs> yeah. That, it, it, sometimes it's amazing the, the, when people write about these shows, they just lay it all out. They're like... So let's talk about this before we get into Easter eggs. Because the thing that stood out this entire episode for me, I've now watched it twice because I watched it by myself and then I watched it with you, mm -hmm. was the chase scene. Mm -hmm. The chase scene was fucking violent. Yeah, absolutely. Like, old girl murked a cop, and then that cop spun into another cop and killed the other cop. Yeah. The the idea that we're watching a show for children. That is a cartoon. Where a bounty hunter literally slams on the brakes, turns around, grabs a pistol, and murks a cop in the fucking Dead in face. The eyes. Dead between the eyes, son. Yep. And 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 then, like, we to she totally fucking murdered two cops. Right. right in the middle of the city. In broad daylight. Was it daylight? Okay, it was evening. It was light enough. It was light enough. Some motherfuckers saw that shit yep. happen. And I was I was telling Brady earlier too. This is the episode that I've officially decided I really like the Omega character. Yeah. Um, her accent is what it is, but the way they've written the character, her curiosity. Yes. Her sense. yeah, her thirst for new input, um, and then how quickly she's imprinted on the batch. I I, I adore her. I I love how Wrecker is like like that big brother to her. Like you're not gonna fuck with my little sister. Yep. I really enjoy that dynamic yep. that those two have. And she's not annoying like uh, Ahsoka was the first like ten episodes Agreed. of the Clone Wars. Agreed. She's just her, and she's cute. She's She's not baby Yoda cute. No. But she's definitely somewhere in between that and Ahsoka. Agreed. Agreed 100 percent dude. I um, like the way you're putting that. The the Kiwi accent, um, I enjoy it. I know other people really fucking hate it. Right. It doesn't bother me. I don't have feelings about it. Yeah. Like, okay, this is the character's voice. I don't have feelings like, oh, you know, it does, or oh, but I, I don't feel away. Somebody really thought it out enough. To know that the Bad Batch's um, voice mannerisms yeah. and that Kiwi accent are going to match up 
Yeah. And you'll go, oh, these are clones. Yeah. They're all clones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's super nice. What what's the guy's name that uh does the clones? D. Bradley Baker. It is? Yeah. Okay. Why the fuck did you ask me and then you're gonna get a fucking look like that? I guess it, in a tone. It didn't sound like unnecessary, my friend. It didn't sound like the name that I was looking for. It was Chaz Chillums. That's much better. What the fuck? Jess is here. He can come in the studio. We'll talk to him. Oh, Brady's rushing out. He's going to check. He's going to check and see if Jess wants to be on the show. Thunder. You hear thunder? Oh, in Pennsylvania, there's thunder. I can hear Brady outside talking to Jess. Oh, severe thunderstorms in Pennsylvania. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, is he coming in? He's coming in? He's coming in. He's going to say hi, and then I think he's going to leave. He's going to do it like uh, like the old lady on uh, Christmas vacation. Hello, everybody. Thanks, brother. Look at this. Real time. Jess Buster. Lean in. Lean in. You're lean gonna in. have let to come way over there. Lean them, let, let them know you're here. Hey. This shit live. Look Hello, at you. <laughs> all right. See ya. <laughs> I can't believe That's you drove all the way over here. That's fantastic. I love your I love your passion. Later, Thanks, dude. buddy. That was the greatest thing that happened on this show. That just happened live, folks. Fuck yeah. I'm gonna have to play that in the studio. That was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that was cool. How far have you gotten? <laughs> I was I I filled the void a little bit. Nice. So we're right where we left yes, off. Yes, and you have a video game. Yes, yes. This I, is great. I can play the things. Oh, that's fantastic. See, I'm all ready here. No, stop. Not during the show. Not during the show. All right. Not during the show. All right, fine. All right, let's get into uh, these Easter eggs, buddy. Fennec Shan debuted as a live action character in The Mandalorian, which we know she appears in several episodes. First in the season of the season in episode one, the gunslinger. That was the first episode. Season one, she was in. She was in season one. Yeah. First, first in season. Oh, okay. In season one. In my brain, I was thinking it meant the first episode episode of the Mandalorian. Like, wasn't it like the third one? No, it was fourth one. Maybe it was. It was closer towards the end. Because it was when he was on the desert planet. It was when he went he back to Tatooine. The desert planet. <laughs> Jess really fucked me up, man. Yeah. Uh, Ming Nguyen both performs the live action role and provides her voice in the Bad Batch, which she's really phenomenal. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Boom. Engage. Engage. Many aliens in the crowd scenes on Pantora will be familiar to movie viewers at least somewhat. The Aquilish cab driver species comes from the very beginning in A New Hope, as does the three-eyed Gran. I'm always, uh, for whatever reason, I really enjoy the Gran. Something about the aesthetic of of them, I really dig them. Uh, the moon Pantora is easily confused with the planet Orto Plutonia, which I did not confuse I was these not at all. Yeah, with anything. Uh, which was the site of the system's first appearance in the Clone Wars. The snowy planet was contested by two different species, the native Tals and attacking Pantorans. 
Pantorans look a lot like Chiss, the blue-skinned species popularized by Grand Admiral Thrawn. As such, they are one of the most well-known aliens outside the films. Pantorans can be distinguished from the Chiss by their eyes, since Chiss eyes are red. Now, does that cover what you were going to bring up earlier? No. It was in Revenge of the Sith, the the um, opera scene, when Anakin's running into the opera. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Lucas is dressed up as a Pantorian. Oh. And that's where the race was first seen was in Revenge of the Sith. Walking up the stairs. Yeah, he's walking up the stairs. Or he's at the very top of the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, that was George Lucas. I, I know a lot of people know that he was in that part, but that that was the race that they were. What happened? <laughs> Jess is fucking oh, awesome. Fuck yeah, he is. Uh, that was really cool. That was fantastic. It's like, uh, what was the, I think Dave and Jason were in the middle of a show one time. Big Swede, Swede just, Big Swede showed up. Yeah, he was like, what yeah. are you guys doing? <laughs> the show. Uh, the round dog-like animals are Vorpax, uh, which appeared on screen in a, a lot of Star Wars Resistance. Which I don't, did you watch Resistance? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, I didn't finish it, but I watched it. It's worth finishing. Okay. And okay. it kind of finishes off, though, like there was supposed to be more. Uh, but it does, it buttons up, but not quite like it should. Um, that's not where they debuted, however. They were technically part of the game Disney Infinity 3.0. Oh, that's pretty cool. Never played it, have no idea. Still, I, that's pretty cool that it started with the game, and they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're going to sprinkle this and put you right. here. I, I love when Star Wars does that. Disney Infinity, isn't it that game where they the have the things. Amiibos? Yeah, the little boop, boop, boop. Yeah. So it's it's like uh, Nintendo did with the Amiibos. Yeah. The Arabic letters in the background can be can translate to uh, the taxi sign saying naturally taxi and several bars in the mm-hmm. background having legible names. But they didn't let us know what those names were, so we're all left to wonder. Right. Half-assed translations. Motherfuckers. Um, I did not, even knowing, because I, I knew that note was there, I didn't see it, but I was doing 8 million things while we were watching the episode. It's true. It's true. Or two. Um, all in all, I think this is another excellent uh, episode. I, I haven't been disappointed. Like, if no. this, this kind of felt like a filler, but it didn't. Right. It right. kind of had that, but it didn't. Right. Yeah, throwing the Finnick Shan in there. I enjoyed that. That was cool. Hopefully they they flesh her character out a little bit more, more let us know where she's come from, right. what she's been doing, all mm-hmm. that kind of jazz. Omega got a new doll. Little clone trooper. Little clone trooper. Which takes us back to Rogue One. Right. Um, and I thought it was really interesting the way she was sitting there uh talking to Echo, essentially making the connection that you know that was his armor set. Um, and then, of course, Echo being sold was fun. <laughs> He's like, "Wait a minute, I'm, I'm worth, worth more, more than, than that." Thousand credits. Um, all in all, um, super good episode. Hell yeah! Now, are you ready to um, take a pee break going yes. into this? Yes, I am. I'm glad you asked me that question, friend. You're a good person. I think that it's time. Hello. This is George Decay reminding you, Don and Brady, for your mid-show pee break. Oh my, may I watch? <laughs> Wang.
Nostalgia Inc. in downtown Jackson is your one-stop shop for comic books, graphic novels, tabletop games, supplies, and tons of other super nerdy stuff. They have everything from your favorite superhero comics to all the latest manga and horror graphic novels. Superman, Spider-Man, The Avengers, My Little Pony, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, My Hero Academia, Star Wars, and Batman are just a few of the familiar titles you will see while browsing through the store. And don't forget to check out their back catalog. And for all your tabletop needs... Nostalgia has the largest in-stock selection in the area of Dungeons & Dragons books, miniatures, and more. As well, they have the latest Magic the Gathering and Pokemon card game releases. Store hours are currently 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. So come to downtown Jackson and get nostalgic at Nostalgia Inc. What's up, everybody? This is Big Lovin' and Don Della Snooch. We wanted to take a minute to tell you how to get more from the Escape Pod experience. Become a Patreon supporter and you will get lots of bonus content, including movie reviews, videos from Comic-Con, behind-the-scenes content, and more. But even better, Patreon supporters get extra entries into the quarterly drawing for the Escape Crate. The Escape Crate is full of great stuff like t-shirts, Funko Pops, stickers, mugs, and other random goodies. The higher the membership level, the more entries per month month you'll earn you also can receive one entry per episode you share on social media so if you have a couple extra bucks toss us some we will use it for covering the cost of hosting the show paying for booths at cons and equipment upgrades thanks Thanks for for all all the support support. and And now now back back to the the show show. and we're back (laughs) oh it's funny because i could see yoda peeking out of the corner oh that was fantastic Oh, that was great. I love it. Even though I hate that fucking mask now. <laughs> it's so funny to me that you hate that mask. Now. I used to love it. Now I can't stand it. <laughs> uh, well, well. Um, Jen said that's the kind of speculation I try to avoid. So out of the three prequel or th- the three uh, trilogies of Star Wars, this is in my top three. Oh, dude, 100% in my top three. 100% in my top three. To be perfectly honest with you, um, the original trilogy is number one, and the uh, prequel and sequel trilogies are like sharing number two. Really? Yeah, because I think that there's great things in both of them, but they're not, um, uh, as a whole, perfect. No, not at all perfect, but... I would have to say for me personally, um, it goes original trilogy, prequels, then sequels. Yeah. Well, I think that that's true for a lot of people, but I also think that up until the the sequels existed, there was a huge um, consortium of people who felt that the prequels were an abomination. And now they're like fucking prequels, yes. Yeah. Sequels, fuck no. off. Yeah, you can go fuck. And I, I so. think it's the same group of people. Yeah, but quite, quite literally, um, I believe that the prequel trilogy uh, is good minus Phantom Menace, and the sequel trilogy is good minus Last Jedi. Although, don't get me wrong, I like those movies for, you know, the thing that they are. But the original trilogy, all three movies I like. You know what I realized this last week? That I like The Last Jedi more than I like The Rise of Skywalker. Do you? Yeah. Um, I found myself very much when The Rise of Skywalker was playing, 
and I was trying to give it my attention, fiddling with my phone. Oh. And I just not really like, oh, wait, wait. I like that part. Yeah. You know what I mean? I found myself doing that a lot during uh-huh. the Rise of Skywalker. And I, I was one of the people who, when it came out, I absolutely adored mm-hmm. the Rise of Skywalker. But I've talked about it before, and it's that rewatchability. And the rewatchability for the Rise of Skywalker has fallen less and less, and fallen more and more out with right. me personally. Well, you know, um, as far as movie making goes, it's kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. Well, it is a fucking mess because they had no fucking plan. And it was, it was really, it was two movies. It really was. It um, was the first and the third one, and then the second one. Yep, yeah, it definitely needed to be split up into a part one and part two. But that's not what they wanted to do. Well, it's not really a trilogy if you make four movies. Exactly. And they, I think they were I think they were scared to do that. Right. I think they should have made it longer and it would it would have benefited everybody. But I think they were scared because then, oh, we can't call this a trilogy. We can't call it the trilogy within the trilogies. Oh. Right. It's definitely um it, you know, it was a flaw in the system and yeah. it is what it is, but it's definitely, I still like the movies though. I'm oh, not yeah, sitting here yeah. saying I don't like the movies. That's not at all what I'm saying. It's just as of right now, where it stands out of the trilogies, it is the third one on the list for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, let's get into uh, the force awakens. Let's do this. My friend, the force awakens 30 years after the galactic civil war, the first order has risen to, from the fallen galactic empire and seeks to end the new Republic. The resistance backed by the Republic and led by general Leia Organa opposes the first order. Leia searches for her brother, Luke Skywalker, who's gone missing. That right there, that was the uh, first thing, um, you know, like in the theater, I'm like, the fuck, where's Luke? Yeah. Oh, I was one. Yeah, I was thinking the same fucking thing. Where the fuck is this dude at? What do you mean he's missing? (laughs) Exactly. On the desert planet Jakku, resistant pilot Poe Dameron receives a map to Luke's place from Lor Santeca. Stormtroopers commanded by Kylo Ren raid the village and capture Poe, while Kylo kills Santeca. Poe's droid BB-8 escapes with the map and encounters a scavenger named Rey. Kylo tortures Poe using the Force and learns of BB-8. Stormtrooper FN-2187, disillusioned by the First Order, frees Poe, and they escape in a stolen TIE fighter. The I love their whole interaction. The entire first sequence was so visually stunning and emotionally gripping. Yeah. That it's, it, it was... You take all of George Lucas's work and set it aside. None of the writing and filmmaking... Were as good as this opening sequence of The Force Awakens. I loved it. I, I mean, we just got done saying that, like, the original trilogy is my favorite, and this is right on par with um, the sequels. But the filmmaking, some bits and pieces of the filmmaking, is so much more advanced than anything George and his friends ever did. Agreed. Agreed. Um, it's it, and it evident in this this sequence yeah i really enjoyed this for when i when i first saw it, i was like oh shit these you, dudes i i really like when the stormtroopers were slaughtering everybody and mm-hmm. i was like no these dudes are some killers man they're yep. monsters it's like five minutes we we establish that the bad guys are bad real bad the leader of the bad guy is incredibly powerful right um the 
good guys are on their heels and they're not sure that they're going to make it. Yep. Yep. And you see that not only are the bad guys bad, but they're human beings in there and they're susceptible to, you know, just emotion. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we find, you know, somebody like Finn, because it's really easy to dismiss stormtroopers as just being nobody's dudes in a shell yep. that do what they're told. Yep. There's human beings in there that are dealing with their own shit. Yep. Yep. Like once again, good writing. Upon learning that FN2187 has no other name, Poe gives him a name, Finn, as they head uh, to Jakku to retrieve BB-8. A First Order Star Destroyer shoots them, and they crash land. Finn receives, uh, or Finn survives and assumes that Poe died in a crash. He encounters Ray and BB-8, first, but the First Order tracks them and launches an airstrike. Ray, Finn, and BB-8 steal the Millennium Falcon and escape to the planet. When that happened in the movie. I was so fucking geeked, bro. Oh, when they're yeah. Like, she's like, the garbage will do. And they pan to the Millennium Falcon. I was like, fuck yeah, the garbage will do, baby. <laughs> yeah, that, you have no idea how much the garbage will do. You're going to love that piece of garbage. Oh, my God. Uh, the Falcon is discovered and boarded by Han Solo and Chewbacca. Gangs seek to settle a debts with Han. They attack, but the group escapes in the Falcon. At at the First Order Starkiller base, a planet converted into a superweapon, Supreme Leader Snoke allows General Hux to use the weapon for the first time. Snoke questions Kylo's ability to deal with the emotions surrounding his father, Han Solo, who Kylo states means nothing to him. Um, I think that that was the first thing about this um, movie that I didn't care for. The interaction with Solo and the two gangs. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought it was real forced and it didn't feel real natural. And I, it, it didn't bother me. I felt like some hijinks of Han Solo would get into, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. It felt like some shit where he would be trying to swindle one dude over the other dude and using them against each other to get yeah. all his monies. So it made sense to me. It, it was just the two groups showing up at the same time to create that, uh, that tension yeah, moment. They were working together. They they were they oh, realized yeah. they yeah. realized they got screwed over by Han Solo and they're like, yeah, we're gonna call this motherfucker on his bluff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're a conjure club. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dead man. I didn't care for that name either because it seemed very um, uh, kind of like the name of a. Pop band in 1984. The Club. This just sounds like a place you go to get good blow. I was just like, is this something that you wanted to call something earlier? And it's like a callback, like Star Killer is. <laughs> right. I was at the Conja Club. Dude. I was at the Conja Club. I did eight rails and now I can't feel my face. <laughs> what face? I don't even have a face. Aboard the Falcon, Han determines that BB-8's map is incomplete. He then explains that Luke's attempted to rebuild the Jedi Order, but exiled himself when his apprentice turned to the dark side, destroyed the temple, and slaughtered the other apprentices. Better not be Baby Yoda in there. That mother... I swear to fuck. 
<laughs> the crew travels to planet to Takanada, Takadana, Taco, 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 Brito, Brito, Fritos, Tostados and Burritos. Come to me. The crew travels to planet Takadana and meets with cantina owner Maz Kanada. Taco Donna Maz Kanada. Speaking of which, did you know Ben and Jennifer are back together? I want to taco flavored kisses. Did you hear they're back together? Fucking A. Did I hear it? So I heard that shit on the radio like a couple days ago. Like they were talking about two or three news stories of the day. And they're like, it's exactly like it was 10 years ago or whatever. And I'm like, holy shit, it is. Anyway. Maz Kanata offers to help getting BB-8 to the resistance. Uh, the Force draws Ray to a secluded vault where she finds the lightsaber that once belonged to Luke and his father, Anakin Skywalker. She experiences disturbing visions and flees into the woods, confused and terrified. Maz gives Finn the lightsaber for safekeeping. This whole uh, scene... Never paid the fuck off! No. No, back up. Okay, sorry. I'm not there yet. Okay, sorry. The whole um, scene at Maz Kanata's bar, and uh, you know the the first order showing up, and and the fight scene outside with the with the Tie Fighters coming in on the lake, and like once again, super good writing, beautiful cinematography, like even more so than anything we'd seen in the previous six films. Like you can say what you want about storytelling points or this or yeah. that, but this is a beautifully crafted film. Dude, I love the fucking TIE fighters coming in with the fucking sun in the background. Yes. Oh my God, dude. That yep. Um, What was that movie that that's taken from? Uh, it's not Apocalypse to- Now. Is it? Yeah, it was Helicopters. Yes. It yes. was Apocalypse Now. Because I was thinking Torah, 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 but that's not the right movie. I fucking um, love that shit, dude. That shit was so awesome. But yes, the thing with the lightsaber never really pays off. No, it doesn't. The whole vision mm-hmm. in all three movies, it never fucking paid off. Yep, especially when we get into what happens at the beginning of The Last Jedi. The whole, like, this is the lightsaber and, oh, here we go. We're going to go find Luke and then yeah. he's going to have the saber and he's blah, blah, blah. No. I'm with you, dude. This is where I've started to butt up with this. But this, but this, for the for this movie, it's amazing, right? And then, uh, uh, okay. Before I say this, I'm going to qualify it with: I like the Last Jedi as a movie. I do too. I don't like it as part of this trilogy. No, it doesn't have its place. Ryan Johnson. Like gave the finger to all of Star Wars canon, the fans, et cetera, et cetera. It was like, I'm going to make my own Star Wars movie. I still like this movie, though. I do. But I, I agree with you. This movie or The Last Jedi? The Last Jedi. Okay. Um, I, 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 like, I get it. I understand what he was trying to do, but he did not tow the storyline. You need the guy who's making the middle of your trilogy to understand where we were and where we're going. But nobody and knew where why. the fuck we were going. That's the problem. 
I don't agree with that. I, I think Ryan Johnson says that he didn't know where it was going, but everyone else that's talked about it already knew where it was going. And they had to rewrite the last Jedi to make, or I mean, rewrite uh, the rise of Skywalker in order to make the last Jedi make sense in the trilogy. Which is, I think, why The Rise of Skywalker is such a fucking mess. Because some of the shit that's in The Rise of Skywalker was supposed to be in The Last Jedi. I agree with you, dude. I agree with you. So, that being said, once again, I like The Last Jedi. I think it's a good movie. I I just think that it thumbed its nose. Yeah, to the rest of it. To the rest of it. Let's get into that. Hell yeah. Jen says, being subversive is so cool. cool. Like bow ties. (laughs) Uh, Starkiller base destroys the New Republic and its fleet. Uh, Not really. It was more so the fucking planets. Yeah, the planets they were known to be working on. Exactly. Which was like five planets in the same system, which I also found confusing. Because you'd be very uh, uh, lucky to find five planets in one system that are inhabitable you're not thinking in the star wars universe my friend so yeah fuck off, sure man. i'm i'm the dick you are the dick. uh the first order attacks <laughs> takadana in search of bb-8 han chewbacca and finn are saved by resistance x-wing fighters led by poe that all happened in this movie i thought it happened at the end of the force awakens just continue Oh, fucking A. Um, Leia arrives at Takadana with C-3PO and reunites reunites with Han. Meanwhile, Kylo captures Rey and takes her to Starkiller Base, but she resists his mind-reading attempts. Snoke orders Kylo to bring Rey to him. Discovering she can use the Force, Rey escapes using a Jedi mind trick on a guard, which happened to be... 007. 007. James motherfucking Bond. Yep. Hell yeah. At the resistance base on Dakar, BB-8 finds R2-D2 as he has been inactive since Luke's disappearance. As Starkiller base prepares to fire once more, the resistance devises the plane to destroy it by attacking its thermal oscillator. Using the Falcon, Han, Chewbacca, and Finn infiltrate the facility, find Rey, and plan explosives. Before we move on too much, would you be interested in doing a uh, James Bond episode? Uh, just talking about James Bond as a concept, not particularly specific movies. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I'm in. We'll have to uh, wait and see if the fan base agrees. We'll have to add that into our fucking book of like, yeah. fucking titles. We've got about a backlog of like 25 or 30 episodes. 25? It's, it's probably like 50. It, it, we, we have a lot. We got a lot going. We're, we're not going to run out of content. So if you're watching this um, between the stuff that's coming out and what we've got in backlog, don't worry. We're not going to run out of dumb shit to talk about. And if you're hoping we do. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. Fuck you. Uh, Han confronts Kylo, calling him by his birth name, Ben, and implores him to abandon the dark side. Kylo seems to consider this, but ultimately refuses and kills his father. This was the first time in a long time I've cried at the movie theater. Dude, I saw this coming the whole time. And the whole time I'm sitting there in my head, I'm like, no, no, 
No. Don't cry. No. Don't you fucking kill him. Don't you fucking do. I like, I saw, I, I had no idea it was going to happen until it, he walked out on that platform. I was like, uh, this motherfucker's going to die. Yep. I knew it was going to happen, dude. It's bullshit. Devastated, Chewbacca shoots Kylo and sets off the explosives. I love when Chewbacca fucking yelled. It's one of my favorite Chewbacca moments. Yes, 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 yes. If not the top. I'm pretty sure it was either Rogue One Radio or from a certain point of view that did a Chewbacca episode recently. Oh, really? And they had asked on social media. I should probably look that up so I don't fuck it up. Um, cause it was a good episode. I'm, um, but they had asked on social media, what was your favorite Chewbacca episode or, uh, moment. moment. And that was the one that I had. I think I seen you post that. Yep. Um, please bear with me. Last Jedi. Luna girl said she bald. Yeah, definitely. It was touching. It, I, it hit the it hit the heartstrings. I can't find it. Maybe I did finish the episode, so it's gone from my my purview. Um, but yeah, recently one of the Red Five podcasts uh, talked about that, and that that is the one. It devastates me every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it gets me right there in the heartstrings. You're talking about somebody who was who was like not just uh, friends with like. You know, like uh, Kevin Smith says, hetero life mates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. They did everything together. Yes. Traveled in a little tin can ship together through fucking space, breaking the law. Breaking the law, breaking the law. You know, doing what, like, they were brothers. Mm-hmm. They were family, like, even more than family's family. Yes. And yes. fucking Chewie lets out that bellow. I'm like, gets me every fucking time. I hope my kids weren't looking at me that because I know the tears. Oh, fall. dude, I Mikey was like, are you, you all right? And I'm like, like, fuck off, you little grounded. bitch. <laughs> anyway, uh, Chewie sets off the explosives, allowing Poe to attack and destroy the base's thermal oscillator, um, which was way better than the way the Death Star blew up. Um, the injured Kylo pursues Finn and Ray into the woods. Um, one of the things about uh, Kylo running into the woods, as he starts to um, feel the call of the light side after having killed his father, like uh, trying to save him, he's punching himself yeah. in the wound to get more connected with the dark side. Yeah. Sick with, with every fucking time he strikes himself, he gets more angry and more yeah. connected yeah. to the dark side. Yeah. Good writing. Fuck yeah. I love that part. You can just see the little droplets of blood hitting the snow. Uh-huh. That was good stuff. It felt very samurai yeah. at that moment. It yep. felt very much like that episode with Ahsoka. Yep. Kind of the dust in the wind, even though it was snow. It just it kind of had that same vibe. Uh Finn fights <sighs> Kylo with the lightsaber to protect Ray before Kylo knocks him unconscious. Ray takes the lightsaber and channels a force to defeat Kylo in a duel. They are then separated by a fissure as the planet's surface begins to splinter. Snoke orders Hux to evacuate and bring Kylo to him to complete his training. Chewbacca rescues Rey and the unconscious Finn, and they escape aboard the Millennium Falcon. General Hugs. Hugs. I have a message for your mother. 
As a resistance force flees, Starkiller base implodes. You know what? Let's back up just a hair. Um, that's one of the, the last scene is one of the scenes that people uh, butt into the most, where they get into uh, uh, implying that Ray is a Mary Sue, like her her ability to not only wield a white lightsaber but to fight with somebody who is uh, trained. Yeah, but here's the thing. Earlier, Han Solo and Chewbacca are using his bowcaster. Mm-hmm. And they're showing how fucking powerful that bowcaster is by shooting stormtroopers. And those stormtroopers are fucking somersaulting backwards. Right. Taking this fucking shot. Kylo Ren takes that shot right to the fucking stomach. Mm-hmm. And he just drops to one fucking knee. Mm-hmm. That's a powerful fucking shot. He is fucking hurt. He is channeling that dark side, but he's fucking hurt. Right, bro. right. That shit was a powerful weapon. Yeah, I completely agree. But Ray does show um, a an innate ability to you know use a I disagree weapon that she's she not has trained. A bow staff. She has a bow staff, and it's very similar movement. Yeah. I, okay, that's fair. That's I just fair. I see I. I wasn't like, no, this is bullshit. This can't happen. And and I know but some people are. Some people are and fuck you. Fair enough. Okay, go to the next part. <laughs> uh R2D2 awakens to reveal the rest of the map, which leads Ray to a oceanic planet Octu in the Falcon. On Octu, Ray finds Luke atop a cliff in a remote island. Without a word, she presents him with his father's lightsaber. Dude, I so didn't want the movie to end at that point. No, no. That was, um, I understand why they did it, um, but the uh, presentation of of that you're like oh here we go yes it's like you're finally like the movie's gonna start oh wait we've been doing this for two hours already right right oh shit and and then let's uh you know that the speculation that went on for the next year and a half or whatever before the next movie came out fucking ruined the next movie was so intense and then it ruined the next movie oh um uh Kristen's in the chat hi Kristen What's up, Supergirl three thousand? Um, so let's get into the Last Jedi. Let's do this, man. Are you ready? It is. It is my least favorite chapter of this. It is uh, what the people don't want, so we're gonna give it to them. Yeah, give it to them right in the mouth. You fucking take it. Shortly after the Battle of Starkiller Base, General Leia Organa is leading the Resistance forces and evacuating their base. That's fucked. You people need to learn how to write. Right. When the First Order fleet arrives. Against Leia's orders, Poe Dameron leads a costly counterattack that destroys the First Order Dreadnought. The remaining Resistance escape into hyperspace, but the First Order uses his device to track them, and the attacks begin. The First Order Dreadnoughts were fucking sweet. Yeah, those, those were dope as shit. I agree with you. It takes me, it kind of took me back to my uh, when we first saw Star Destroyers, where I was like, oh, that's fucking yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah. I like how they were almost like split level and Poe was like going in between uh-huh. and shit. That was cool as fuck. Yep. Yep. Definitely fucking cool. And I, I, I clicked on the wrong syllable. I, yep. It happens. Kylo Ren hesitates to fire on the lead resistance ship after sensing his mother's, uh, mother Leia's presence on board. 
but his wingman destroy the bridge, killing most of the resistance leaders. Leia is dragged into space, but se- survives by using the Force. While Leia recovers, Vice Admiral Holdo assumes command of the resistance. Running low on fuel, the re- remaining fleet is pursued by the First Order. This is another thing people get so fucking twisted about. No, well, that too. Admiral Holdo. <laughs> that too. But Leia doing her uh, forced spacewalk. Never had a problem. You didn't? No, because when I first watched this, the very first time, I thought, oh my God, they figured out the death of Carrie Fisher right from the very beginning and none of us had a fucking clue. Thank you. Thank I you. thought she was dead. I thought they killed well, her. Well, she was dead. Kind of. That was like she had filmed it. And then she died before they edited it. Yeah. But it blew my, like, I seriously thought, oh my God, their whole plan in the beginning was to fucking kill her. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, all these people are been like, oh, and, and rightfully so that's, that's our princess. But it was, I was like, she's right. not going to be in this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I, I was wrong. I still say you very easily could have, uh, CG'd her on to what Holdo's going to do later. And yeah, no, 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 I'm with you. That would have been, and, and, and then had, had Holdo be at the end escaping. Yeah. I'm with you, dude. Um, oh, you know, it was also dope. Oh, wait, we haven't gotten there. We haven't got there yet. Okay. Uh, so, you know what I was going to say? Yes. No, you don't. I do. Oh, fuck you. Running low on fuel, the remaining fleet is pursued by the First Order. On October, Ray attempts to recruit Luke Skywalker to the Resistance. Under self-imposed exile, Luke refuses to help and says that the Jedi should end. After encouragement from R2-D2, yeah, encouragement! <laughs> he agrees to give Ray three lessons in the ways of the Force. Ray and Kylo began communicating through the force, which puzzles them both. Yeah. Um, like Jen says, this is all happening during the longest chase scene ever. It's true. I, Jen also says Leia Poppins. I don't agree with that. I didn't think it was, I didn't see that. Like I had no problem with her fucking floating through space. Mm-hmm. I had no problem with that. Yeah, the uh, the the science and the fiction don't play nice together. So even if you are assuming that she's using all of her power in the force to keep space from freezing and tearing her to pieces like space does. I just never look at it like that. I know you don't, but this is the shit that makes people like me pull out our fucking beard hair. You're like, oh, that laser sword where it stops exactly two and a half feet right here. And no, it, yeah, sense. that's beautiful science. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out of here. Ah. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Fair a fucking enough. But since it didn't go. When she does her Mary Poppins shit. I love the fucking uh, foreshadowing of the hologram of uh, Snoke's ship. 
She goes right through where the fucking holdo maneuver starts. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love how um, it shows that she's able to do something completely fucking ridiculous. And then she has no energy and it puts her in a coma. Yes. Foreshadowing what happens to Luke later. True. True. I never looked at it like that. And I like the way you're looking at it. Up its skirt. Oh my god. Kylo tells Ray <laughs> No panties. Oh my goodness. Kylo tells Ray that Luke feared his power. Luke confesses that he momentarily uh can contemplated killing Kylo upon sensing that Snoke was corrupting him, which prompted Kylo to destroy Luke's new Jedi Order. Uh convinced that Kylo can be redeemed, Ray leaves Octu. Luke prepares to burn the Jedi library but hesitates the spirit of luke's master yoda appears and destroys the library by summoning a bolt of lightning um i did not understand uh how kylo and snoke had some kind of relationship where snoke was able to corrupt him um i like the 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 movie does a really piss poor job of explaining how that worked. Um, but, you know, I'm not sure it matters. There it is. Um, the interaction with Yoda. I fucking love that. Oh, dude. Tears. Yeah. Tears. Every, every time. I'm, I'm not cutting onions. You're fucking cutting onions. Right. Right. Um, oh, Lunar Girl wants us to make mention of how absolutely adorable porgs are. Agreed. And they look tasty. They look tasty and cute and cuddly all at the same time. Like, you little chicken nugget fuckers. <laughs> yeah, it's like eating hamsters. It's not right. It's not right, but they're so delicious. Little <laughs> uh, <laughs> girl says friends, not food. <laughs> yeah, porgs are friends, not food. I say that all the time to my mom, mom's dog. Because my dog is always, or my dog, her dog is always chasing the cats. And I'm like, cats are friends, not food. Uh. Once again, Yoda encourages Luke to learn from his failure. I say once again because I love encouragement. Yes. <laughs> ah, yes, very good. Meanwhile, Poe and Trust Finn, Mechanic Rose, and BB-8 with a secret mission to disable the First Order's tracking device. Maz Kanata directs them to the casino town of Canto Bight, where they meet the hacker DJ. Mm-hmm. Pursued by the local security, they escape the Canto Bight with the help of stable hand children and ra- and racing animals to set them free. Finn, Rose, and DJ infiltrate Snoke's flagship, but are captured by Captain Phasma. So here's another um, thing where I think Ryan Johnson screwed to pooch. I agree with you because you've told me this story a million times. The whole Canto Bite scene with the animals and the SJW stuff that people bump up against... It's all nonsense. Like you, you could even write off the whole um, issues with this scene if you just make Lando Calrissian the owner of the fucking casino. I agree with you one hundred percent. I've always loved this idea. I don't understand why it wasn't part of the movie. Go. Um, the thing with the horse track and the racing thing is, I think what nailed um, Rose Tico in into the coffin. Um, the the people who don't like that kind of shit are the same people that um, didn't like her 
enough that when they they um do the rise of skywalker they essentially neutered her character because there were so many fucking people that didn't like her character what's up chop oh shit chops up in the house poor chop there were so many people that didn't like her character um not because of the way michelle tran acted right exactly but because of the writing that essentially ryan johnson greenlit that makes her look like a dick. Yeah, agreed. You know, agreed. She's not even like a... F- Here's the thing with Rose Tico's character. She's never fully fleshed out in any way. It doesn't matter what they tried doing with her. They never fucking finished anything. Right, right. They were just like, oh, she's this, or oh, she's that. She's never any one thing. She doesn't have a real character. Right. I'm with you, man. Which is why nobody likes her fucking character. Yeah. But anybody who has given her shit on on social media, fuck you. Yeah, I, I'm not. She's an actress portraying what a character totally that's how, and how exactly. They tell her to do it. She's doing her fucking job. Yeah, ridiculous. She didn't come up with the character. She didn't write the fucking lines, and she's not the one who delivered them. Fucked up. She did what the fuck she was told. Exactly. So anybody who was on that bandwagon of how she's trash, fuck off. That's Agreed. stupid. Agreed. There's all kinds of really bad fucking character work that happens in movies. And you got to uh, know enough about making movies to know that actor probably didn't do that. They were probably told to do that. Right. Like, right. like uh, uh, who's the guy that plays um, the dickhead uh, sl- uh, slasher? Slicer in this movie. Oh, Anigo Montoya. Um, yep, that guy. Not Anigo Montoya. <laughs> no, it's not Anigo Montoya. <laughs> I forget his name. He's a good actor. He's a great actor. Um, he was the collector in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy yes. and the Avengers. But some of the stuff that they had him do in this movie makes him seem like a bad actor. Agreed. So it it is very much like the kind of shit George would do to people with the bad lines or the bad motivation for Mm -hmm. giving the line or et cetera, et cetera, which is probably part of what made Jake Lloyd turn into a nutsack. nutsack. Like here, take this poor kid, give him bad lines. Dude, sidebar. He should have never been chosen. No. Watch the behind the scenes thing. I think I've said this before. Benicio del Toro. Benicio del Toro. That's what I said. Inigo Montoya. Inigo Montoya. My name is Inigo Montoya. My name is Benicio del Toro. You killed my father. Prepared Prepared to to die. die. You see how I got that confused? No, sure. Yeah, totally. I forgot what I was fucking saying. Continue. It's just one of those things where um, human beings have got to understand that actors do not make all these decisions in a vacuum. Right. They're prompted to do so. Nah, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kylo brings Ray to Snoke, who reveals that he connected their minds to discover Luke's whereabouts. Holdo plans to evacuate the remaining members of the resistance using small transport vessels, believing her plan cow- uh, cowardly and futile. Poe leads a mutiny, which was stupid. Yeah, he. I- I was like, this motherfucker's gone crazy. I th- I think that was another Ryan Johnson fuck up. Like, 
Poe didn't have any motivation to do that. No, I agree with you. It was the whole thing felt forced the whole time. Why why all of a sudden Poe has to be the fuck you, you're not doing it right. That's not it. It's not who he was as a character. Ryan wanted him to be. Uh, a recovered Leia stuns Poe with a blaster and proceeds with the evacuation. What's happening in the chat? I was just like, oh, it's all Kathleen's Kennedy's fault. Exactly. Yeah, we should all stab her with a shovel. A blunt shovel. I'd like to go out the to dinner with her. Uh, Holdo remains aboard the ship as a decoy to mislead Snoke's fleet as the others flee to an abandoned base on Crate. DJ buys his freedom by revealing the resistance plan to General Hux, and the First Order fleet begins firing on the evacuated transports, destroying many. Ordered to kill Ray, Kylo instead kills Snoke and defeats his Praetorian guard with her help. Ray hopes that Kylo has abandoned the dark side, but he insisted, but instead asks her to rule the galaxy mm-hmm. with him. This whole fight scene with the Praetorian guard, Loved one it. of the best fight scenes Loved in it. all of Star Wars. Loved it. Loved it. Um, I love when the fucking background catches on fire and then it's slowly burning as the rest of the fight's going on. That yeah. shit was fucking cool as hell. The whole, th- all th- this is one of those things where you have to give Ryan his due. Like he's not a bad filmmaker per se. Like he makes really great shit, but some of the shit that he decided to do with this is not fucking Star Wars. I'm so confused by Luna Girl right now. She's talking about the fucking retrograde of the moon. You can't talk about the retrograde. I won't. You just did. I wasn't meaning you to. Son of a bitch. Refusing, she battles him for control of Luke's lightsaber, bisecting the weapon. Oh. Holdo sacrifices herself by slicing through Snoke's flagship at light speed, crippling the First Order fleet. Like we were saying, would have been better if it was Leia. True. Ray escapes the destruction while Kylo declares himself supreme leader. BB-8 frees Finn and Rose, and they defeat Phasma to join the survivors on Crate. Uh, when the First Order arrives, Poe, Finn, and Rose attack uh, with obsolete speeders. I thought those things were cool. Looking. Fuck yeah, I did. They were really cool. Um, but, you know, uh, this, this fight coming up, if... If you really wanted to end up neuter and Rose and make her fucking useless, have her die saving Finn. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. Carry on, my fault. We're writing a better movie, guys. Hell yeah, we are. Ray and Chewbacca draw TIE fighters away in the Millennium Falcon, while Rose stops Finn from sacrificing himself. The First Order penetrates the Resistance Fortress using a, a siege cannon. Luke appears and confronts the First Order, allowing the surviving Resistance to escape. Kylo orders the First Order's forces to fire on Luke, but they fail to harm him. Uh, He then engages Luke in a lightsaber duel. Upon striking Luke, Kylo realizes Luke is not physically present, but projecting his image through the Force. Ray helps the remaining Resistance members escape to the Falcon. Exhausted, Luke dies peacefully on Octu, becoming one with the Force. Ray and Leia sense his death, and Leia tells Ray that the resistance can rise again. Fuck yeah, they can. Oh, that's you. Yep. At Canto Bite, the stable hands recount the story of Luke Skywalker. Afterward, one of them moves the broom with the force and gazes into space. And that's another thing we just lost for no fucking reason. Yeah. Didn't need it. There's there's apparently there's no reason to imply that there's going to be more Jedi. 
Yeah. Fuck. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Next, we're going to get to the rise of Skywalker. Following the threat of revenge by the revived Emperor Palpatine, Kylo Ren obtains a Sith Wayfinder, leading him to the uncharted planet Exegol. There, he finds Palpatine, who reveals that he created Snoke as a puppet to control the First Order and lure Kylo to the dark side. Exegol was fucking awesome. Hell yeah, it was, dude. It was way cool. I loved how it was like, it was a big block, but like uh, suspended above the ground. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. The way it looked, and it was lightning. Lightning and going back. Uh, yeah. Weird. The whole fucking setup was really uh, awesome imagery. Um, Ray, Finn, Poe, Chewbacca, BB-8, and C-3PO depart the Millennium Falcon to Pasana. Uh, where a clue to the Wayfinder is hidden. Kylo initiates a force bond with Rey to discover her location. He travels to Pisana and a warrior, oh, with his warrior subordinates, the Knights of Ren, which were fucking cool. And useless. Yeah, and real fucking useless. They looked dope as fuck, but they were useless as shit. I, I think that that is one of those things where I think they did a lot of shit and it ended up on the cutting room floor because we made two movies. Yeah. We made the trilogy plus one. What in the? F- How what? did we get? I did it. It was my fault. Just go. Is it my turn? Yes. Okay. With the help of Lando Clarissian, Ray and her friends find the clue: a dagger inscribed with the Sith text, which C-3PO's pr- programming forbids him from interpreting, and the remains of the Jedi hunter named Ochi and his ship. What? Ochi. Okay. Ray senses Kylo nearby and faces him. The First Order captures the Falcon, Chewbacca, and the Dagger. Attempting to save Chewbacca, Ray accidentally destroys a First Order transport with Force Lightning. Which was a holy shit moment. Yeah, dude, I thought she killed that motherfucker. I was like, no way you just killed Chewbacca. You, f- I was about to be done with her. And you know what I, I find interesting about this movie? This was the point um, where she had essentially reached her most powerful and then she becomes less powerful the rest of the movie it's true like she got scared of it or something i was literally just gonna say that believing chewbacca to be dead the group escapes on ocho's ship ochi ship the group travels to kajimi where a droid smith extracts the smith hey let's let's stop for just a fucking second (laughs) <laughs> um, he is one of my favorite characters like of this trilogy. Movie. He's fantastical. Yeah, he's is a super great little character. Yes. Um, I still want the Funko Pop, but I cannot find one at a reasonable no, price. No, 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 you can't. They're like sixty dollars. That's how awesome. It was. And you're like, it's a fucking Funko Pop. But I want it so bad. Uh, Bobo Frick. Bobo Frick. Babu, Babu Freak. <laughs> Hi, Babu Freak. Detroit is ready. Motherfucker. Uh, Ray senses Chewbacca is alive. A didn't say motherfucker. <laughs> and the group mounts a rescue mission to Kylo's Star Destroyer. Ray recovers the dagger with his, with, and has visions of Ochi killing her parents in retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> Not, no, I just you can't say that. Don't say Little retrograde. Girl get pissed, right? Kylo informs her that she is Palpatine's granddaughter. The Sith Lord had ordered Ochi to recover Rey as a child, but her parents hid her on Jakku to protect her. 
General Huck saves Poe, Finn, and Chewbacca from execution, revealing himself as a spy. He permits the group to escape on the Falcon, but is discovered and killed by General Allegiant Pride. I could not believe how Allegiant quickly General that... Pride. Yo, he just fucking murked him. Yeah, he, he just turned around and hesitate. Wow. You're dead. Fuck off. We found the spy. Bow! The group flies the Falcon to the Wayfinder's coordinates on the moon in the Endor system. Ray retrieves the Wayfinder from the remains of the second Death Star, but she is met by Kylo, who de- destroys the Wayfinder and, and duels her. In a dying act, Leia calls to Kylo through the Force, distracting him as Ray impales him. Sensing Leia's death, Ray heals Kylo and takes the ship to exile her or to exile herself to Octu. Um, this whole scene of exploring the Death Star, it. absolutely fucking. I loved amazing. it when the water was going and like the helmets and all like the stormtrooper armor and shit was going yep. in the water. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> it, you know, you can say what you want about JJ's movie making, but he's a fan of things. This whole sequence is set up um, in a way that only a fan could, and it bears reverence to the little things that, like, you know, like Kevin Smith's whole argument and clerks. Like, there were people on this ship, and yeah. now they're not fucking alive anymore. Right. right. <laughs> right. You know, there's, there's bodies everywhere on this ship. Um, you can see. Uh, chicken walkers and uh, busted up ATST or AT or ATs and yeah. um, there's the, oh that was so cool. There's dude. broken Tie fighters all over dude, the place. So you know, you're just like this is fucking. This is exactly what would happen if you took a Death Star and you went, <laughs> and then you smash it in the ground. Son of a bitch! Son of a Son bitch! Of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch! I love that song. My turn. Yes. There it is. There, Luke's Force Spirit encounters encourages Ray to face Palpatine and gives her Leia's lightsaber. Ray leaves for Exegol and Luke's X-wing fighter using the Wayfinder from Kylo's ship. Meanwhile, Kylo converses converses with the memory of his father, Han Solo. He throws away he throws away his lightsaber and reclaims his identity as Ben Solo. Sensing Leia's death and Ben's redemption, Palpatine sends one of his super lasers equipped Star Destroyers to destroy Kajimi as a show of force. I love the fact that at this point, Ray is in possession of Luke and Leia's lightsabers. Love it. Oh, and let's just say, Leia's lightsaber is dope looking. It is. It too. was really fucking. It's got cool. that orange inlay yeah, and, the, and the offset. It's, it's got a. It's got a look of Obi Wan and Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It's, it's very elegant. It was really cool. Very elegant. Uh, Ray transmits her coordinates to R2-D2, allowing the Resistance, now led by Poe and Finn, to follow her to Exegol. There she confronts Palpatine. He demands that she kill him, allowing his spirit to pass on to her. Lando brings reinforcements from across the galaxy to join the battle. Ben overpowers the Knights of Ren and joins Ray, but Palpatine drains their power to rejuvenate himself. He incapacitates Ben and attacks the resistance fleet uh, with force. Yeah, yeah, I, I, this is this is one of those things that my brain won't stop button up against. 
if Palpatine knows that he wants Ray to kill him so that he can transfer into her, why wouldn't you initiate a fight with her and then throw the fight? Right? I mean, I see it. Maybe there's a way of things. I don't know. While weakened, Ray hears the voices of past Jedi who lead her who lend her their strength. Palpatine attacks her with lightning, but Ray deflects it using Luke and Leia's lightsabers, killing Palpatine before dying herself. Ben uses the force to revive her at the cost of his own life. They share a kiss before he dies. The resistance defeats Palpatine's armada, while people across the galaxy rise up against the First Order. The resistance returns to their base to celebrate. I never bought any any kind of relationship between um, Ray and Ben. I did. Did you in the second in the Last Jedi? See, I, I I always felt like they were trying to set up a okay, romantic yeah, yeah, relationship yeah, yeah. that yeah. didn't exist. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And there was, you know what it is? It goes back to that uh, character motivation thing that I bring up. There was never any motivation for them to have a um, relationship I agree with that, that would result in yeah, a kiss. I, I agree with that. Uh, after the celebration, Ray visits Luke's abandoned childhood home on Tatooine and buries his and Leia's lightsabers. A passerby asks his name as the spirit, spirits of Luke and Leia watch. She replies, Ray Skywalker. A lot of people fucking pissed off about that. I think it's fine. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, she's not. I also would have enjoyed it just as much if she would have said Ray Kenobi or, yes, you know. Yes. Um, but I, I guess I still... Agreed. Jen says uh, Adam Driver did such an amazing job of channeling Han Solo once he makes a switch from Kylo to Ben. Definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. I agree with that. His mannerisms are kind of, ah, I'm going to fuck you up. There is, I have no, um, at no point in this entire trilogy do I ever have a problem with Adam Driver's performance. Nope. Not at all. Agreed. He is not. He is not at all my favorite character or this or that or the other thing. But Adam Driver's performance is almost flawless for what he was given. Yes, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%, brother. Um, you know, and it goes back to the Rose Tico thing. Look, you know, what they gave her to work with was shit. And what they gave Adam Driver to work with, pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think both actors delivered exactly what they were given. Yep, I'm with you, man. Um, I also think that Ray did a phenomenal job. Uh, Daisy Ridley. Yes. I wish somebody came by after the woman and yelled at Ray, you're a phony, a big fat phony. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, we're waiting on the robot chicken version of that. That would be awesome. It would be awesome. You know what? That's another thing. We haven't gotten any Family Guy, Star Wars, or Robot Chicken. I think eventually we'll get it with Family Guy because that's owned by Fox. Fox is owned by Disney. Yeah. So I think they can do that now because George Lucas was all about it with Family Guy before and Robot right. and Robot Chicken. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, make fun of it. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's that whole like uh, comedy's most sincere form of flattery or whatever the fuck. The, no, that ain't right. But you know what I mean. No, it was so fucking far from right. <laughs> um, but imitation. Imitation. Thank you. 
Um, so there we did it. We did, we did, we've done all three, uh, trilogies. We've honored the month of May. This yes. is the May. Yes. And we're going to continue it into, uh, April. Yep. Cause we're going to talk June. Yeah, in June. <laughs> We're going to talk Star Wars. Once again, tune in next week, guys, when we talk to Dominant Pace. Nope. Not Dominant Pace. Dominic (laughs) Pace. If it was a Dominant Pace, we would win. Yes, we would very much so. But no, we're talking to Dominic Pace. So please get your questions in because we really want to, we really want to have, this is, this is huge. Yeah. And this is a big deal for us. Yeah. We're, we're a. We're a nothing nobody podcast, man. Yep. And he doesn't have to take the time to talk to and us. And he reached out to Don, like, yeah, let's do this on such and such date. So let's make it happen. So, yep. yes. So, anything that you guys think that uh, would be a good question to ask him, you know, slide that over to us and it'll more than likely end up in the line of questions. And Luna Girl, if you have a million questions, send us all a million. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, I'm not going to guarantee you we're going to do all of them. But please, the more you can give us, the more we can yep. ask, the better I think this conversation with Dominic yep, Pace Definitely, definitely. We're really looking forward to it. We can't wait to talk to him. Absolutely, absolutely. It's going to be really cool. I probably won't start drinking until after. after. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's the same way I'm going to be. Because <laughs> I want to be like, yeah, what are you going to say, dude? Yeah, I definitely don't want to say something stupid because no, I've had too many drinks. Not at all. Um, we might have to ask him what about Smurf on the turf. Yeah, we're not going to. We're not going to. <laughs> this is not, that's not that's not a rabbit hole I want to get in with this no. dude. So what's Smurf on the turf? Well, actually, have you heard of Hori Smurf? <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? When you said that, I thought of Palpatine. Go on. Have you heard the tragedy of Hori Smurf? Have you heard the tragedy of Hori the Smurf? Oh, my God. oh, now we need a shirt that says that. Have you heard the tragedy have you, of Hori Smurf? Have you heard the tragedy of Hori Smurf? Can you wear that to work? Yeah. You can say Hori at work. I hope so. I, th- I think what this needs to happen. <laughs> that's going that's to be We'll fantastic. get a picture of Palpatine. Let's say something to the effect of, let me tell you the tragedy, tragedy of the Hori Smurf. Smurf. It's fucking awesome. Uh, this could be great. Uh... <laughs> Should we try to convince Dominic Pace to buy Dogecoin? I mean, no. You know what? What what would happen is in six months when we interview him again, he'd be like, you know what? I bought a bunch of Dogecoins. Fuck you guys. And then I'm out. And then the fucking interview's over. We can't uh, well, um, everybody, make sure that you like this video. Try and give us some kind of review on iTunes, which nobody fucking does anymore, apparently. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck uh, you two star, four star, fuck I star. Said it. I said fuck you guys. <laughs> it really helps people find the show and decide whether or not they're even going to take the time those. to watch it. Um, please make sure that you subscribe to this wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, please. Um, Brady, can you tell these guys where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at lowercase o zero capital B I G underscore capital L O V I N zero lowercase o. And once again, that's on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Don, tell them where they can find you, buddy. You can find me at Jetfire1979 on Twitter and Della Snooch on Instagram. Uh, you can also find us and other great podcasts on red5network.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. May the force be with you. And go blue. Go blue.
Yep. Guess what? Uh, what? I got this. boy. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com.